Hey, look, if you're not confident in your writing, you can't succinctly explain what you do and how you do it, and you're unclear on the real value you bring to your dream clients, especially in written form, today's episode is going to be definitely up your alley. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use their stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. So who is my guest today? His name is Nikhil Rugani from shotofcopy.com. So he's a business growth strategist. He's a copywriter. And his USP is that he helps training and coaching and consulting organizations to attract more leads and smash their sales targets. Now, a little bit about Nikhil. So he brings over 15 years of proven experience to help where he's helped business explosively grow their revenue with strategic copywriting direct response marketing, and relationship-driven selling. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about the key key thing is to nail that initial message when people land into your world. Like how do you get them attracted to you? So today's podcast episode, super, super good. We're going to go through his million-dollar messaging framework. It's perfect. If you're not good at writing, you can't succinctly explain what you do and how to do it, and you're unclear on that real value brings your dream clients. We, we go into this, especially if you sell an intangible result, like a feeling or an experience. We're going to cover that. So stay tuned. Hope you enjoy my podcast today with Nikhil Rugani. I'm going to leave all his details in the show notes below if you want to learn more. Hey, this is Jules Dan here from Storytelling Secrets, and I'm joined by Nikhil Rugani from Shot of Copy. Now, Nikhil's been doing copy for at least 16 years. He services some really top-level clients, and um, we're going to be talking about something today, one of his frameworks about million-dollar messaging, um, and it's going to be super exciting. But first, I want to introduce my guest, Nikhil. So how's it going? Hey, g'day. Thanks for having me, Jules. No problem, no problem. I'm really interested for this chat. Uh, we had, had a bit of a discussion before which which direction we should go. And as soon as you said what you told me at the start, I'm like, we're going to go down there. But before we do that, uh, I would absolutely love it if you could tell my guests uh, a little bit of the Cliff Notes backstory of Nikhil. Yeah, okay, cool. No worries. So I, I started writing professionally uh, since about 2000. Uh, and I started off as a, a freelance journalist uh, for a heavy metal music magazine. Not That's my first right. choice, but you know what? I developed a new um, a new taste in heavy metal music, uh, and it was just really funny because from there I kind of went into writing uh, their website copy. And at that time, I didn't really even think of it as being copywriting. I didn't even know what copywriting was. Um, my next uh, my next gig in writing ended up being as a uh, uh, a communications and policy guy from minister in the New South Wales state government, which was really really exciting. So I got a lot of background into how the executive government needs to position things and write things. And everything about them is about the way they position and pitch, right? Mm. Again, copywriting, but in a very disguised form. I didn't realize it. Yeah. My real foray into copywriting came about 16 years ago when I was writing advertising for a recruitment company. Uh, and uh, the marketing manager says to me, Nikhil, your ads, oh my gosh, they're like getting the highest hit rate on the whole of the, you know, the job boards. What's your secret? 
And I said, I don't know. He goes, have you considered becoming a copywriter? And I was like, oh my God, that sounds boring. Um, and then there we go. Here's where, here's where I am. And what I thought was initially sounding boring, it's become my career path. Nice. Yeah, and so, then I'm going to... Yeah, go on. So what were you going to say? Sorry, I, I cut you off in your story. No, I was going to say in 2007, I actually decided that I should become a freelance copywriter. And uh, in 2013, I said, okay, I want to level up and started a, a boutique copywriting agency called Shot of Copy. Nice. And, and then, okay, so you've gotten all this past experience. What, what was that secret uh, formula for that job board, if you don't mind me asking? What was the secret formula? I, uh, I, I guess it's, it's what every copywriter would say, the headline matters, right? Like you've got to mm. capture people's attention. Uh, and if you're working in direct response, if people don't read the headline, they're not going to read the rest. So I'd make the headlines really enticing and really exciting where everyone would say, you know, seeking a, uh, a network engineer, I would write things. Are you looking for the next step in your career? Seriously? <laughs> you know, things like that I'd write. Or, you know, if you think you love chocolate, this job is going to be 10 times better than chocolate. I'd write things like that. And it was... Yeah. Amateur copywriting, but I tell you what, it captured people's attention. And that's, that's kind of what it yeah. was. It was all about the headline. Yeah, especially in a very unaware market where they're just not used to uh, anything that's anything past the slightest thing that puts them to sleep. So really, really interesting yeah. you did that. Now, um, with Shot of Copy, um, before we sort of get into the – it was called Million Dollar Message. That's that's correct, correct. your product, right? And your framework we're running through today? That's, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Before before we get that, um, I'm curious to know sort of what was it in your in, in, in when you started sort of copy? Um, how did you sort of progress from going you know like first few clients to a little bit better and a little bit better until the people you're working with today? So with, with shorter copy, I guess it first started out with people always ask you the question about who's your niche, and I had no idea. I was mm. working with anyone and everyone from you know from you know, from plumbers to tradies and, you know, to working with high-end, uh, you know, coaches and consultants to, you know, to people who are uh, selling e-commerce. And I did everyone. And what ended up happening, honestly, so I just realized there was a certain group of people that I didn't want to work with. Um, and so that quickly just helped me to figure out who I did want to work with. Um, <clears throat> but it came down to what is it that I really, really enjoyed doing? Um, and part of my cliff notes backstory I kind of left out was I graduated with a degree in political science and philosophy, which was people would say it's the two most useless degrees you could get, but maybe it's true because no one wanted to pay me a million bucks to uh, drink red wine and come up with good ideas. And no one was wanting to elect me overlord of the universe. Uh, yeah. But um, what it did tell me was that I, I had this passion for exploring deep ideas and wanting to facilitate change in the world. And so shorter copy was really the idea behind that was to work with change makers people who are out there making change and, you know, you'd sit down over a cup of coffee and look at how you could sort out the world's problems. Uh, and for me, quite quickly, it turned out to be people who are coaches, consultants and trainers. Uh, and over the last 12 months, we've been working with not-for-profit and non-governmental organisations as well. So it's really escalated from that. Um, yeah. It started off with working with solo coaches and consultants, ended up working with training organisations. And, uh, you know, at the moment, I'm getting regular work with uh, a lot of, as I said, non-governmental organisations and not-for-profit organisations who are working in the humanitarian and environmental space. So for me, that's kind of the ultimate, you know, people facilitate yeah, change and transformation. 
Yeah, the reason why I asked is because um, it doesn't matter if you're a copywriter or not. Um, I wanted to bring this up because I thought Nick Hill was going to say you quickly vet, or you did say that you quickly vetted, you know, who, you, you got clear on who I will work with and who I won't work with and oh. what, what lights you up. And for you, it was people who, who have impact in their work, coaches, consultants, facilitators, course creators, teachers, what do you want to call them? But they're all giving back to people and uh, it's really rewarding when you're trying to help those people. Um, and that's, that's why I sort of picked that niche as well. You know, I wasn't really keen on say e-com because there's a lot of consumption, <laughs> mindless consumption that goes on it. Um, and that's why yeah. I really chose that niche. Um, I don't know about you. Is, is that come to mind as well? Like when you had all these different things you could pick, you know, there's a lot of different money angles and you're like, yeah. mm, do I really want to go down that road? It, did, it is something that came to me, and to be honest, I, I wanted something with a bit more meaning. I've always been a person that's wanting to impact change. I guess that's why I, I, I ended up working for you know a government minister, uh, is because I wanted that was going to be my foray into making a change. <clears throat> but um, yeah, because I'm, I'm I'm pretty big on you know on ethics, morals, integrity, and wanting to make a, a difference out in there in the world. To me, it was just natural that this is the path I choose. Everything else just kind of seemed boring in comparison. Not that it is, but for me, it just what lit me up. Yeah, and so definitely yeah. that's what I wanted yeah. to do. Yeah, definitely. Especially when, you know, like those days where you don't feel like getting up and doing it, it's got to have that 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 sense of purpose, that why behind it. And and yeah. that sense of purpose and that why, let's let's perfect segue into why someone would, would want to tap into your message. How do you – so let's sort of deconstruct what your, um, your framework, the million-dollar message, and so what is it and um, why is it important to yeah. someone listening? So here's, here's, here's a really, really core problem that people face, especially when they're we're coaches, consultants, and trainers, is that they want to work with their ideal clients, their perfect clients, right? The problem is that most of the time, they don't know how to, A, explain what they do. Um, because here's the thing, when every coach or every consultant I ask, so what is it you do? Especially those that are in that transformational space, they tend to go along this really deep rabbit hole of, you know, of, of mindset and talking about transformation and talking about NLP and unconscious mm. minds and everything, but they're not really succinctly and powerfully explaining what they do. The second thing is I found is that they, the beauty of this industry is that they've got so much value to give, uh, but the problem they're facing is that they're just unclear on how much value they personally bring to the table. And so a lot of coaches, trainers and consultants tend to suffer from a very common thing, which is imposter syndrome, you know, Yep. And uh, that whole imposter syndrome, I think, is what's holding them back from being really awesome uh, at what they do. And the third thing is obviously, look, I'm, you know, direct response copywriting is what I do. And most people come to me because they're not confident in their writing. They're very unconfident in the way they write and put their, their value down. But I think that problem can be solved easily as well when they've got frameworks in place. So what I did was I developed some, I realized that in order to, to solve this, we needed to first help coaches, consultants, and trainers to clearly explain what they do to go from unclear value to compelling value and from being unconfident as a writer to becoming a powerful writer. Uh, and so the way I talk about that is that first and foremost, let's get your explanation. What is it you do in order to understand what it is you do? You need to first have that real intimate understanding of who your clients are. Right? Yeah, totally. That's, that's, that's a big one. Um, and I don't know whether you, you probably encountered this and you probably do, to be honest, but you know, most people, when they you ask them, so who do you service? It's usually, oh, I'm, I service men or I service women or I service entrepreneurs. I'm like, yeah, yeah, tell me a bit more about them. And unfortunately, they don't have that depth of understanding, right? Um, 
Yeah, go on. You can say something. I was going to say, like, I've only, I only just had my very first client where they had this sheet where it's just like pains, frustrations, dreams, aspirations. I'm like, whoa, you were super organized. Normally it takes me like two hours to pull this out of people um, before we can actually move forward in this. Um, And and I'm curious in, in in like that first sort of, like what they actually do, a really common formula is I help X do Y without Z. Does yours still work on that framework or is it, is it a bit more sophisticated than that? Oh, look, I think that framework, there's, there's nothing really wrong with that framework and I think it works quite well. So I just basically, the way I do it is when you're articulating a message, uh, I like to tell people yep. that if you are X, basically if you are niche, whether it's industry or demographic, and you have this problem and you want this outcome, then take this action. That's basically what I say. So, yes, it incorporates that. It just adds that little bit of extra um stretch to it you know because i'm all about yeah (laughs) and that outcome um is it where i'm curious is it that like that feeling result that you're trying to pitch or is it like a a tangible result in that first initial initial message so there's here's what i found is that my, my clients tend to fall into two categories they're either offering a very tangible concrete result or it's an abstract intangible result right so for someone who's like a business coach or uh you know um a sales trainer it's it's very clear the outcome is tangible it's sales it's money it's profit right but for someone who's for example like a a relationship coach or coach or a health coach or a spiritual coach um their result is not something you can literally touch and feel but it's an experience uh experiential you know outcome it's an experience as i said so we want to then dwell on the feeling and the, the experience that they're looking to create in that person so for a relationship right you know it's like I, you know i help uh women who are struggling to to maintain that pizzazz in their relationship to reconnect with their partner and develop a, a soul-stirring relationship that allows them to reconnect like the day of their honeymoon right so we want to yeah oh that's yeah (laughs) so we really want to go and create the experience for what's intangible but create you know the solid concrete tangible outcome for you know things that you can literally put your hands on yeah i love that as well like what what was that line again something to do with the honeymoon it was just like just like instant mental picture like nostalgia happy days and someone would just be like i want that and it's not some fluffy like like as much as clarity and confidence is a really good thing, I'm seeing a lot of coaches be like, I help you get clarity and confidence. Yeah. It, um, but that, that in itself, what you've just, what was that line again, by the way? I literally just came up with that off the top of my head. So uh, <laughs> I'll, 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 I was right now. Hold on. Um, it was, you know, to help you reconnect with your partner and put the pizzazz back in your relationship. So it feels like the first day of your honeymoon. Yeah. Something like that. Love Something it. along so that good. line. Yeah. Yeah. So just to recap for my, for my audience, remember like uh, Nikhil just said, if you've got a tangible result, that's what you promise. If you've got an intangible result, there's an experience, something you create, then it's the feeling you want to be pitching in that sort of opening statement. Um, And so that's, that's the first step of your framework. The second one was what people, the struggles they had was that they didn't know how to value or they're out undervaluing themselves yeah. so yeah. is this part of the framework is, and, and fixing that up absolutely it is yeah so jules one of the things i found is as i said coaches consultants and trainers those people who are in that space of transformation really want to make a difference however they're faced with that yep. issue is that 
who am I to do it? You know, some people think they hit their first maybe rejection. Oh my God, see, I knew I wasn't good enough. Maybe I need to do another course, another training, another X, Y, Z, whatever it may be. Take a seminar, yeah. watch another yeah. videos on YouTube. We all do it. We all go through it. And, you know, one, yes. one of my dear friends told me that. He goes, you know, the only person who doesn't suffer from imposter syndrome is imposters, right? So I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. But um, in order to develop that compelling value, I think, first of all, you've got to understand that what we're selling is not coaching, consulting, and training. What we're selling is ourselves. People are buying us. The vehicle for fulfillment is the coaching, consulting, and training. The vehicle for, for, for fulfillment would be the course, your program, whatever it is that, that it is you sell, right? That's just the vehicle of fulfillment. But what you're truly well and truly selling is the in, intrinsic value that you hold. And so what I do is I actually get people to actually list down all their forms of value, whether it's personal relationship, uh, you know, relational value, whether it's, uh, you know, career capital, we need to make sure that we get a really clear understanding and then look at how do we turn that into a really magnetic offer where people are looking at, at that and thinking, oh my God, shut up and take my money. Literally. They look at that. It is so awesome. Yeah. That's exactly what I want in my life. Here, take my credit card, take my gold bullion, take my firstborn child. Actually, not maybe not firstborn child, but you know what I'm saying, right? We want to make sure that these people are rushing to give you their credit card, not because you're sleazy and cheesy and want to get money out of them, but because they see the inherent value in who you are. And they don't care how you get them there. They don't care if they're these coaching, consulting, training, or you know, interpretive dance. They want that outcome. And they want you to get them to that outcome because they relate to you. They see the intrinsic value that you've got to offer. And so that's why they're rushing to give you their credit card because it's not about giving the credit card. It's about the value they're getting in return. And that's how we shift that. That's where the new approach to sales and marketing comes in. Yeah. So um, all about expressing you and your value and your what you bring to the table and not necessarily the vehicle that takes them there. It, it, would that be more correct? Or is it just like a combination, a bit more of both? Spot on. Spot on. Yeah, yeah, you, you just captured it really spot on. And and on top of that, so maybe so we can make it a bit more practical. How what kind of media or like where would you put this message so that it's most effective if some if you were giving this to a client? Yeah, fantastic. That's that's really awesome. And I usually cover that in the third third part of the framework, but this is really, really cool. So mm-hmm. my my first thing is that I I strongly believe that the media as all classic marketers will believe, is that you know your media is the last thing that you look at. If you know your client intrinsically well enough and intimately well enough, like we covered in that part where you need to know your client and your niche so well, if you can almost predict what they're going to say, if you can almost complete their sentences, if you know them to that level of intimacy, then you'll know where they're going to hang out. And once you know where your clients are going to hang out, that's the, that's the media, that's the platform that you need to go. You know, to put it in very simplistic terms, if your clients are 65-year-old men and, you know, that are looking to enter into retirement, then probably going to LinkedIn is not the best place to go, right? If, uh, you know, if, if, if you like to target those type of people, then it's maybe go to their platforms, which might be Seniors Magazine or Wise Newspaper, which is right down their alley. Um, <clears throat> likewise, if you're targeting millennials uh, and you're thinking that you're going to get them on uh, you know, you're going to get them in, in, in newspapers and radios. Again, you're going to, you're barking down the wrong, you're barking up the wrong tree, really. You're going down the wrong channel. So you've got to understand where is it your clients hang out. Go to them. Go to where the fish are. So that that is almost, that is the easy part. So you could put that on, you could put this messaging on LinkedIn, on your Facebook, on your website. You could put that messaging out there in newspapers. You could actually announce that on radio. Uh, but when people, when your clients, your ideal customers 
recognize that you're talking to them, they'll come to you because you're talking to them in their language, in their country, right? Yep. But the hard part now is where someone, the lazy person would ask, where, where do I find my people? And, and then the answer is just look. Um, yeah. But if you had to give a suggestion yeah. um, to shortcut that process, what, what would you say? Oh, wow. <clears throat> if we were to shortcut the process, the shortcut, the easy answer is the hard answer. That's what I'm going to say, right? The easy answer is the hard answer. If you're established in your business and you've had a number of different people that you've worked with uh, and you've been doing this for a while, I'd go back and look at your customer data. Go back and look at, you know, where are your customers? Look at the data. Where did you find them? Uh, if you're new to the business, I would pick up the phone and talk to people. There is no substitute for hardcore data. Uh, you know, talk to people, yep. talk to your audience, you know, interview them, ask them questions. Like, you know, your gentleman who came to you with his sheet about pains and fears and desires will fall out. Ask your clients, what are your top three daily challenges? Ask them, what do you fear the most? What is it you truly desire? You know? That classic marketing question you can ask them, what keeps you awake at night, you know? But the more you know your customer, the better you're going to be positioned to be actually take that message to them. Um, so my, honestly, honestly, it's the easy answer is the hard answer. Pick up the phone, talk to 10 people. Yes. It's like, how many times we have to say it like... It- I don't know. It's like, maybe it's that this one story or this one podcast, it's that reminder that makes you go, oh, yeah. so that's the secret. Um, cause that's how, cause I'm sure this, this is how you work as well. I work like this as well. Um, I don't do, I don't necessarily do surveys or Facebook groups. I just talk to their ideal customers and, um, it's just a wealth, a wealth of information. Um, and on that point, you know, when you because i always found that it's it's it, it may you may get surface level answers when you ask what are your top three daily frustrations or like it'll take me some time to really build their trust and put their barriers down and just have a conversation before i hit the hard-hitting questions very curious to hear um how you would work through it so that it isn't so jarring for the customer on the other end hearing oh i have to reveal all this stuff to him i'm not sure I really trust him with this information i don't know yeah, that's a really, really good question. Um, to be quite honest, I think you've got to kind of go back to the base principles of what business is about. And while most people say, you know, business is about profit, true it is, right? Because that's a key measurement of knowing whether your business is successful. <clears throat> but I think ultimately business is about relationships, right, on a commercial level. So I think you've got to go and actually have a genuine interest in these people. One second, I'm just going to grab a sip of water again. Yeah, no problems beauty of editing what was that sorry i said the beauty of editing no right yeah <clears throat> thank god for editing um so what i what i found is that it, it does come down to building the relationship if you just go in there and instantly start asking these questions <clears throat> people are going to put their walls up you know it's like with yeah. you need to kind of go in there and give them context and tell them what you're doing and tell them why you're doing it uh, and then get their permission if they're okay with it Offer also tell them that, you know, these questions may or may not be difficult for you to answer, <clears throat> but I'm not, I'm not the guy who asks easy questions is what I say. I'm, I'm not known for asking easy questions. So um, go in there and ask those difficult questions, yeah. but give them context. Tell them, look, you know, I'm, this is what I'm doing. I'd like to find out more about my customers. I'd like to find out more about who my ideal people are uh, and what I can do to help them better. <clears throat> I think that's what it comes down to, going there with the language of wanting to help. 
shift the mindset to being one of, um, I'm doing this for me to being, I'm doing this for you. You know, I'm doing this for you and people like you. Yeah. And once you take that approach, that background in the relationship, that relatedness um, helps to put those walls down. The minute it becomes about them and not about you, they're more likely to be open and willing to give. Absolutely. These are all like foundational principles. And I'll just sum it up there. So you said context um, of why you're doing it. And then obviously tell them why you're doing it. Um, you can use you can yeah. use humor like 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 Nikhil saying I'm the dude who asks the hard questions, or yeah. just to lighten the mood. And then obviously this is a great one to wrap it up. I'm doing this for people like for you or, or people like you to help them through your struggles. Um, I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, by the way, is 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 that are those yeah. the three steps of your framework, or are there more pieces to it? No. So the three steps is firstly they can't explain, so we help them to clearly explain. Um, they've got unclear value, so we shifted to compelling value. The third one was actually yep. they're unconfident in their writing, so we make them powerful writers. That's right. Powerful writers, right? Not powerful writing, powerful writers. Um, and I, I, I talk about two principles there. I talk about the science of persuasion, and I talk about the art of engagement, right? Um, you're a master storyteller yourself, Jules, so you totally get what I'm talking about when it comes to the art of engagement, right? Uh, but most people think that when it comes to writing, oh my gosh, I don't have it in me. I don't know how to write. And that's why I need to hire a copywriter. And I'm cool. Look, hey, you know, that's why most people come to me. That's why they come to you. But then there's a portion of people who don't know even know where to start with that. And this is where this particular part of the frame is really useful. Uh, And so the the science of persuasion literally breaks down uh, copywriting into a formula, a very very succinct step-by-step color-by-numbers approach so that you've got the the, the crux of it there. Then if you took... If you took that work, let me start that part again. <clears throat> yeah, it's all good. Then if you took that part to a copywriter, they could look at that and say, I completely understand what you're trying to do. I'm going to juice this up and make it look like a million bucks. All right. So what it's doing is putting the power in back into the hands of the coach, the consultant or the trainer or the consumer, right? Uh, and allowing them to start expressing what it is that they want. Because here's the thing. If you go to a copywriter without a clear idea of what you're trying to sell, mm-hmm without a clear idea of what you're trying to do, A, it's going to cost you a bajillion bucks because you're wasting their time. But it's more frustrating for the copywriter because they're sitting there trying to think, how the hell am I supposed to sell this? I don't even know what the intrinsic values are. I don't even know what it is you're offering. It's If you can't explain to me, how am I going to explain to everyone else? So this framework is fantastic for one doing one of two things. Either A, getting you in a position where you can start expressing yourself more articulately, but also demonstrating your value more powerfully, but secondly, if you then say, look, I still don't want to do the writing myself, but now I've got these principles in place. Now I know how to articulate myself. Now I know how to express my value and demonstrate it. I'm going to take it to a copywriter. You're going to make their job so much easier and they're going to be able to do such a brilliant job for you because you've made their life that much easier. Exactly. So it's almost like that they're giving you a mini outline yeah. right in front of exactly. you. So you don't have to come up with it out of thin air, yeah. which... I'm sure maybe you've done in the early days where, where you've just been given this garbage brief and you're like, okay, what am I I've got to do make something out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got to tell you a story about um, that. Jules actually happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, so After the call or right I now? I can tell you right now. Yeah, no, I'll tell you. Right uh, yeah, let's go. Let's so go. I had this one client, one of my earlier clients uh, came to me and he's a software engineer. And I thought, okay, that's pretty cool. I get tech. I get, I understand a bit about IT. Um, you know, I've worked in tech companies before. I totally get it. So 
my first question was, tell me what do you do? Um, like most consultants, he came up with a very, very technical answer. But what I gleaned from it was this, that, you know, you go to a factory and you've got those robotic arms which pick up a piece of equipment and then pull, put it on another belt or they pick it up from here and put it over there or they pick it up and give it to another robotic arms. So he basically creates the communication protocols that tell the robotic arms to pick that up and put it over there. That's what he does. And I was like thinking to myself, oh my gosh, what the heck am I going to say? That's going to make that sound appealing. <laughs> right. Mm. But, um, you know, knowing what I know now, if I had I given him these type of frameworks, then it would have made his job a lot easier. It would have made my job a lot easier, but that briefing session went for two hours because I'm a strong believer that if, you know, the power of your briefing will determine the quality of your writing. So the, the more time you spend on your briefing and the better quality you can take in your briefing, the better your outcome. Good news is was that when he went and presented his proposal, the prospect he presented to said, oh, my gosh, that is the best explanation I've ever had. You know, without a doubt, I'd love to get you on board to do our work for us. Mm -hmm. and, and, and let's just say someone's in the same position and they, they – they want it. They maybe they do want to do it themselves, or they just want to give their rider the best chance of giving it a winner, yeah. making it a winner. Um, what would your tips be to make that that outline, that brief, really simple for for someone like us? Oh well, yeah. Keep it simple is the first thing. Keep it really, really simple when it comes to explaining what your value is. If you can't explain to a five year old, there's no way we'll be able to explain to anyone else, right? So keep it really simple. Mm -hmm. If you can explain to a five-year-old, that's the kind of language and that's the kind of the structure that you want to keep. Don't talk about all this jargon. Yep. Don't talk about, you know, transformation. Don't talk about, you know, all this technology and, you know, all this strong analytical language. Just keep it really clear, you know, really simple. That's exactly. Yeah. And, and something to latch onto that. Have you heard of a website called Hemingway.app? Yeah. Hemingway is fantastic. I love it. Yeah. So for the listeners, um, it's a great tool used by us copywriters to make sure it is a language is dumbed down to, um, and a very easy reading level. I'm not sure what everyone's I've heard fourth, I've heard fifth, I've heard third grade. I don't know which is it. Yeah. Um, I like to keep it below of around a fourth. I don't know about you. Um, but I think that's, I think it's pretty, that's pretty I think everyone's at that level. I, th I, th I think, yeah, I think the principle is the same is that if you can explain it to a kid, you know, a primary school kid, uh, and they understand it, then you're doing the right thing. Exactly. Hey, Nikhil, so when is this copy, uh, when is Million Dollar Message coming out? Yeah, great question. So I've actually just, um, I'm actually just doing a proper launch for that for, you know, to come out in the first week of February. Uh, so we've, we've already been in pre-launch phase. We've, uh, you know, I've been teaching it informally with people, but now the formal program, uh, the intake starts first week of Feb. Yeah. Okay, cool. So when this episode goes live, probably around mid-Feb. So great time for my listeners to go and grab it. Where, where's the best place to find you? And if they want to um, get much more in-depth detail on Million Dollar Message, where could they go? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I would strongly, strongly encourage them to reach out to me, have a chat with me. I'm on Facebook. You can look me up, Nikhil Rigioni. Um, You can definitely look me up on LinkedIn. That's a great way to get a hold of me. Um, I don't always check my own emails. So I'll be really nice. I'll give you my email. My, my VA checks my emails for me. Uh, but if you really, really want to get a hold of me, um, you can you can certainly do that via the email. So it's Nikhil at shotofcopy.com. Um, but I, I strongly encourage you, follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, again, it's Nikhil Rugani. Follow me on Facebook. 
you can follow me on Instagram if you want. I don't have really more than just, you know, pictures of my food, but if you message me on Instagram, guaranteed I'll get it. Um, and uh, Clubhouse has been something I've been frequenting quite recently. Uh, it's an interesting platform and you can certainly reach me on that platform. So at Nikhil Ricciani on Clubhouse is definitely a good place to catch me. Of course, if you are uh, on my website, you can go to shotofcopy.com. Uh, but otherwise, there's, there's heaps of ways you can get in touch with me and I've just outlined a few of them. Cool. So I'm definitely going to put all those handles there. We've got Facebook, we've got Instagram, we've got LinkedIn and now Clubhouse. Um, and I'll leave your email there in case people are interested. In case, of course, they will be interested to get a copy of Million Dollar Message. Nickel, thanks so much for coming to Storytelling Secrets today. Hey, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. All right, that's a wrap for today's episode. If you want to go grab his million dollar message framework, I left it down below. If you want to send Nikhil a message as well on LinkedIn or email, I left that down below as well. That's it for today's podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, leave a review. I read out all the reviews on the show. Other than that, thanks a lot for tuning in. I'll see you on Monday for the solo show.